0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So in this chapter Krishna is explaining in great detail uh, the intricacies of the three modes of nature as to how they are influencing each and every minutest aspect of our life. And thus warning us that how we have to be very careful, mindful of all the choices that we make. Every time we are eating also something, we are actually sowing a seed for future happiness or distress, for future body, future destination. Since we are humans, so we are held responsible for every choice that we make, every word that we speak, every action we engage in. So that is why such details have been discussed in the Bhagavad Gita so that we can take precautions. And therefore nobody can say oh, I didn't know this. If we are using the facilities of the government we are expected to know the rules. We are expected to know the traffic laws. We are expected to know that we have to pay the bill if we are using electricity, water supplied by the government. We cannot say oh, I didn't know when the fine comes. We are expected to know We are because we are enjoying the facilities. Similarly we are human beings blessed with the intelligence, blessed with Uh, superior abilities compared to other living entities and therefore we are expected to know the rules and regulations Ignorance of law is no excuse So after explaining how different types of foods that we eat are in different modes and accordingly we develop certain qualities Now Krishna is going to explain the different sacrifices that people engage in Sacrifices also refers to religious activities, performances people do undertake Text eleven. Vidhi Drishto of sacrifices or the yagyas, the rituals. The sacrifice performed according to the direction of a scripture, very important, as a matter of duty in this consciousness and by those who desire no reward, is of the nature of goodness so it must be according to scripture so many people have started so many rituals especially in India and there is no logic behind them there is no scriptural basis and therefore it is simply like an empty bullet A lot of noise but no effect if it is not coming from the scriptures not supported by the scriptures then it is of no use we are just wasting our time so we must engage in those sacrifices yajnas, rituals which are According to scriptural injunctions, and they must be performed in a selfless spirit, as a matter of duty. Because in the third chapter, Krishna has explained, since we are utilizing the facilities of the Lord, of the universal government of the Lord, so we are supposed to perform yajyas as an act of gratitude. In this, in these yajyas, the Lord is glorified, His representatives are glorified, and we offer oblations like that. But all these should be done according to scriptures. And with a selfless spirit as a matter of duty. Then it is in the mode of goodness. Then it can help us get elevated, advance. Then they can purify our hearts. Text 12. Abhi sandhayatu phalam. Dambharatam api bharata Tam yagyam vidhi rajasam. But the sacrifice performed for some material benefit, many people do that. They do mannat and they do yagyas to get something done. Or for the sake of pride, some people do out of pride just to show off. O chief of the Bharatas, you should know to be in the mode of passion. That sacrifice in the mode of passion. And text 13. Vidhihinam asrishtannam mantrahinam adakshinam shraddha virahitam yagyam, tamasam parichakshate. Any sacrifice performed without regard for the directions of scripture, without distribution of prasadam, spiritual food, it's an important part, without chanting of Vedic hymns, and remunerations to the priests, proper dakshina, and without faith is considered to be in the mode of ignorance. It should not be performed just as a matter of ritual because my neighbor is doing it, I must also do it. It must be done with faith, not for any material benefit. Otherwise, it is in the mode of ignorance if it is not accompanied with proper distribution of prasad not according to scriptures, no chanting of Vedic hymns then it is in the mode of ignorance Ajna and it will lead to Agyana then further now the austerities people perform some people perform certain penances, fasting and other kinds of uh, austerities they undertake, so let us see according to three gunas which is bona fide and which is not Text fourteen. Devadwija Guru Pragya, pujanam Brahmacharyam Ahimsacha, shariram tapa uchyate. Austerity of the mind and body and speech. Krishna is explaining now. Austerity, austerity of the body consists in worship of the supreme Lord. Human life is meant for some austerity. And what is the austerity of the body? How can we perform? Like Bhagavad says, human life means we must undertake some voluntarily, some austerity. So austerity of the body consists in worship of the Supreme Lord, the Brahmanas, the devotees, the spiritual master and superiors like father and mother. By serving this, we are performing austerity of the body and in cleanliness, simplicity, celibacy and non-violence. So this is the austerity of the body through which we get Purified. Now there is austerity of speech which, which we must practice because austerities help us purify our existence. And how can we perform austerity with our speech? Body we have already discussed. By serving the superiors like Guru, the Supreme Lord, the devotees, the Brahmanas, the spiritual master, the mother and father, and remaining clean, being simple, celibacy and non violence, not hurting anybody even with our words or physically because we are talking about the austerity of the body now what is the austerity of speech anudvega karam vakyam satyam priyahitam chayat vanmayam tapa uchyate austerity of speech consists in speaking words that are truthful pleasing beneficial and not agitating to others and also in regularly reciting Vedic literature, this is the austerity of the speech which purifies us. And what is the austerity of the mind which we which must be done now? Austerity means even though we don't feel like doing it, but we do it because it is for a higher purpose. We force ourselves to do this. That is tapasya, that is austerity. So therefore, the austerity of the body, mind, and speech. Krishna has explained in detail. Manaha prasadha samitvam maunam matma Bhava And satisfaction, simplicity, gravity, self-control and purification of one's existence are the austerities of the mind. So this must be practiced. The whole environment around us is not conducive to this. But we must engage in these activities, these are austerities, they will help us get purified, they will help us uplift our consciousness from the level of animals to the level of human beings and then beyond that, we Sattva, the platform of pure goodness, where we can actually learn about God, understand Him and everything will start making sense to us. So further austerity theme continues. Austerity in penances, text 17 This threefold austerity, which Krishna has explained, mind, body and speech, performed with transcendental faith by men not expecting material benefits but engaged only for the sake of the Supreme Lord is called austerity, austerity in goodness. He has explained austerity of the body, mind and speech. Now he is explaining which type of austerity when we are doing either for the body, mind or speech is in the mode of goodness or passion or ignorance. So now passion, uh, goodness is only explained performed with transcendental faith not expecting material benefits, benefits but only for the sake of the Supreme Lord. That is real tapasya. And then text 18 Penance performed out of pride and for the sake of gaining respect, honor and worship is said to be in the mode of passion. It is neither stable nor permanent. There is some expectation. So this is in the mode of passion. And ignorance, text 19, mooda grahe natmanoyat pidaya kriyate parasyotsa tattamasa mudahritam. Penance performed out of foolishness, with self-torture, or to destroy or injure others, is said to be in the mode of ignorance, like demons. They perform tapasya for what reason? To gain more powers. than do harm to others and trouble others exploit others torture others and for the sake of gaining such powers they don't mind torturing their own body as well so these are not recommended in any of the scriptures but people still do nowadays sometimes they undertake some austerity for some political motive and some people do it just for the sake of it somebody has been doing it through generations and I must also do it so so that people can say oh he fasted for so many days oh he did this tapasya oh he didn't eat for so many days like that it has to be done for the pleasure of the supreme if it is not the goal then it is simply self-torture in the mode of ignorance austerity means for the pleasure of the supreme not for some uh, name, fame, adoration, distinction not for some self-satisfaction x 20. Now Krishna explains the type of charity. Everyone who is born has some charitable disposition to some degree or the other. But in order for this charity to be effective it must be given under certain parameters. Sometimes people think "Oh, I have given now Uh, that's all. Now uh, I gave with the best intention. No. Again we are supposed to know where to give, how to give under what circumstances because The type of charity we give away also falls under three gunas and according to the three gunas, the benefits will be different. So we have to be careful. We have to choose where to give, where not to give. Text 20. Because whatever money we give, if it is utilized by somebody for wrong purposes, we are definitely going to get some reaction. So we can always, although it is given with the best intention, but some reaction will come because the intention was good but since it is used for some bad uh, purpose the reaction must come to some degree or the other but when it is knowingly given and uh, we know it is being used for some wrong purpose uh, it is going to get us fetch us a heavy reaction so text 20 dhatavyam iti yadanam diyate anupakarene Deshe kale cha patre cha spritam Charity given out of duty, without expectation of return at the proper time and place and to a worthy person, that means one who will utilize it for the ultimate welfare purpose, for the right purpose, is considered to be in the mode of goodness, somebody who will not make a, a wrong use of it. And when it is given in full consciousness of such circumstances, it is in the mode of goodness. It is going to get us huge returns in future because whatever we give away will come back to us in the future. In fact, only those things which we share with others, which we give away, will come back to us in future. And those things which we hold on to and not share and keep them for our own satisfaction we will be deprived of them in the near future. In the Mahabharata there is a conversation between Lord Shiva and Mother Parvati about a 100 page conversation about the uh, laws of karma and Mother Parvati is asking questions Lord Shiva is answering so one of the questions that Mother Parvati asked was that why do we see sometimes a person uh, has no money, he spends his uh, life in poverty and suddenly Towards the end of his life, he gets some money from somewhere and he becomes rich. So Lord Shiva says, because in his previous life, where he had the money, but he kept it for his own satisfaction, own enjoyment. And for that amount of time, he was deprived of that same facility in this lifetime. He had to spend a life full of poverty. But in his previous life, at a certain point in his life, especially when he was getting old, he suddenly started thinking, Oh, let me just... Give away some charity, let me just help someone. I have kept everything to myself. And then he gave some uh, wealth away to the needy uh, for some good work. So that is when, when he actually parted with his wealth and when he actually became charitable and gave away his wealth, that is the time in this lifetime he became rich. And for the amount of time he kept it to himself, kept enjoying. He was deprived of that in this lifetime. So we can learn a very important lesson here that only those things that we share, we give away, uh, we use to serve others, we'll get back. And especially in the Padma Purana mentions uh, when we give it to the needy, we get the same returns minimum, which is given to a Brahmana, qualified Brahmana, uh, hundred times returns given to a knowledgeable Brahmana thousand times and it is explained in different degrees when it is given for the service of the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna the number is not mentioned it is mentioned the returns are unlimited why? because he is the greatest and when the returns have to happen the returns will come according to the stature of that person suppose you have a friend who is a billionaire and you might have like a lakh of rupees so when it is his birthday you might give Uh, a gift worth rupees thousand but when it is your birthday and is your friend do you think he will give you a gift uh, worth rupees thousand only? No, he will give it according to his stature He's a billionaire so he might give you like maybe in lakhs something so the returns always depend on the caliber of the person we are giving it to similarly simply giving charity doesn't guarantee full benefits It might just be the opposite. So we have to be careful. We should know where to give and where we can have maximum returns. Although we should not give charity with expecting anything in return. Never. It should be done as a matter of duty and as a matter of service. And that is in the mode of goodness. When it is given for the service of the Supreme Lord, it is the ultimate. Sometimes people give charity for the service of the Lord, but they are expecting it to be utilized in a certain way. It should be like this. Use it with here there like that and they are very adamant and my name should be there everywhere charity where we are expecting some name and fame is in the mode of passion it is not in the goodness it should be done as a duty text 22 Adesha kale asatkritam avagyatam and charity performed at an impure place at an impure time sorry uh, charity performed with the expectation of some return or with a desire for fruitive results or in a grudging mood is said to be charity in the mode of passion uh, grudging mood may sometimes we give charity take it it's all in the mode of passion and charity performed at an impure place at an improper time to unworthy persons or without proper attention and respect is said to be in the mode of ignorance impure place improper time unworthy people without proper attention respect it's in the mode of ignorance lowest kind of charity I miss chanting text number 21 I already chanted 22 so the charity part is over Now, Krishna is just summarizing what he has spoken. Text number 23 to 28. Om Tatsat Iti Nirdesho Brahmanas Trividah Smritaha Brahmanas Tena Vedascha Yagyascha Vihitahapura. From the beginning of creation, the three words Om Tatsat were used to indicate the Supreme Absolute Truth. These three symbolic representations were used by Brahmanas while chanting the hymns of the Vedas and during sacrifices for the satisfaction of the Supreme. These words are used, Om Sat, which indicate all this is offered to that Supreme Lord. So ultimately, everything should be done as an offering to Him, and that is what the Vedic hymns also uh, loudly proclaim. Tasmaad Om Mithyudahritya Yagyadana Pravartante Vidhanoktaha Satatam Brahma Vadinam Krishna says Therefore transcendentalists undertaking performances of sacrifice, charity and penance in in accordance with scriptural injunctions begin with Aum to attain the Supreme So Aum is a representation of the Supreme Lord So every Vedic hymn begins with Aum That means without His presence nothing could be complete and he is the ultimate beneficiary of all that we do all the yajnas, penances austerities, charity and he should be the goal of these and then we attain the highest benefit Om Tat Sat Text 25 Tad iti anabhisna dhaya anibhisandhaya palam yajya tapah kriya dana kriyas chavividha kriyante moksha kaangshibihi Without desiring fruitive results, one should perform various kinds of sacrifice, penance, and charity with the word tat. The purpose of such transcendental activities is to get free from material entanglement. Tapasya, austerity, because we are so used to enjoying in this material world, so sometimes tapasya is recommended so that we can give away give up that enjoying spirit to some extent because unless we give up that how can we turn our face to service of God or to provide Him enjoyment to give Him happiness through Seva so therefore Tapasya is recommended charity is recommended because uh, uh, we are so attached to our wealth money is honey so the concept of charity is there in the scriptures so at least we have some reasonable detachment from, so we part with some of our hard earned wealth So that way we can cultivate some detachment. So all these are meant to help us cultivate some detachment from the body, from the mind, from the material wealth, material body, so that we can develop attachment to the spiritual, to the divine. The goal is not simply sacrificing, doing tapasya, giving charity. The goal is that all these acts when done in line with the scriptural injunctions, they help us get purified and to the degree we get purified to that very degree we develop attraction to the Lord because this attraction is already there in our heart we are all potentially divine but it is covered with layers and layers of dirt, material dirt by engaging in charity, tapasya, sacrifices enjoined in the scriptures we where we chant Vedic hymns we hear about the higher truth we get purified and when we get purified means those layers of dirt are removed and our original nature our original attraction to the supreme lord manifests in the last three verses text 26 27 sad bhave sadu bhave cha sad ditiye tat prayujyate prashaste karmani tatha sachabha partha yagge yagye tapasidane cha sthiti sad iti Chochyate karma The absolute truth is the objective of devotional sacrifice and it is indicated by the word Sat. The, performance of, the performer of such sacrifice is also called Sat as are all works of sacrifice, penance and charity which true to the absolute nature are performed to please the Supreme Person O Son of Pritha. She so is indicating that everything should be done keeping in mind the pleasure of the Supreme Lord. If it pleases the Lord, I will do it. If it doesn't, I will not do it. And how do we please the Lord? When we do what we are doing, whether it is an act of charity, penance, austerity, uh, sacrifice, when everything is done to please the Supreme Lord, then he's pleased because he's is Bhavagrahi Janardana. If you offer him with a flower also to please him, he's happy. He'll shower you unlimited grace upon you. He'll give you unlimited blessings. So the whole point is for his pleasure. That's it. Why do we chant? Why do we go to a temple? Why are we listening to these podcasts every day? For his pleasure, because he'll be pleased when he sees that I'm listening to his message. And when he's pleased, our good fortune is created. He sends blessings. And by those blessings, the biggest obstacles from our life are removed. And last verse Krishna again warns what if it is not done for His pleasure? Text 28 shadhya hutam dattam tapastaptam kritam chayat asaditi ucchate partha nacat pritya Anything done as sacrifice, charity, Or penance without faith in the Supreme Osanna Pritha is impermanent it is called Asat and is useless both in this life and the next so that which is done just for the sake of it with no faith in the Supreme Lord is useless as I mentioned earlier it's like an empty bullet lot of noise but no effect so the essential point is everything in this world is controlled by the three gunas whatever we do And we should know what is in the mode of goodness, what is in the mode of passion, what is in the mode of ignorance. But even the mode of goodness is binding. So how can we rise above the three gunas? When we do what we are doing, whether we are eating, whether we are earning, whether we are giving charity, performing tapasya, sacrifices. When everything that we are doing is done for the pleasure of the Supreme Lord with no other goal in mind, with no other expectation, just as a duty towards Him. Then we rise above the three gunas, we rise above the conditionings of the three gunas and we get purified and thus we achieve the ultimate perfection of life. We develop a divine consciousness and we become free from the bondage of karma. When the Lord comes into picture then only that bondage can end. So all these rules and regulations are only meant to make us free. Sometimes people think, oh these are so many rules and regulations, I feel bound, no. They are the principles of freedom, regulative principles of freedom. They will give us real freedom from the clutches of Maya, illusion, karma, the three Gunas. And then when we are free, then we can live happily, even in this world and of course in the next two. So do whatever you do for his pleasure. And for that you have to know what pleases him the most. And he has again and again explained Bhakti, janati. bhakti is the process through which you can achieve me he will explain that in the last chapter as well 18th chapter towards the end specifically we will know what is it that he truly wants from us and because we do what he wants us to do he's happy and as I said with his pleasure our good fortune is created so we are doing these things because it will please the Lord there is no other goal in mind and if we keep this as the goal in our mind we will be able to sustain this spiritual life which we have started uh, practicing through these podcasts we will be able to sustain it throughout our life because it's all about his pleasure but if we are doing it to get something done, to get some desire fulfilled and get some peace, the day we stop getting it we will stop this also because the goal is different but if it is done for his pleasure, we are doing it for Krishna's pleasure by his blessings only everything can fall in place then it won't matter whether someday I feel like doing it or don't like to do it whether I understand or I don't understand it's for his pleasure and he's happy uh, seeing me, dedicating my 20-25 minutes every day and uh, it doesn't matter if I'm not happy if if I feel some inconvenience it's for his pleasure and therefore I'll sacrifice my own I'll still do it it'll please him that should be the consciousness so the consciousness needs to change Everything else can just go on, but our consciousness, when, it's, when it is dopetailed towards the pleasure of the Lord instead of our own pleasure, that is called Krishna consciousness, that is called God consciousness, and that is called the life of a real human being. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.